0: powerful it is when you're like, I choose me. Okay. Well, what does a person do who's being chosen and take care of myself and fill my own needs and like really evaluate things. And then, you know, the result she picked was she owns her power. And, and after this coaching, she did choose that she's going to be leaving, but, um, but not all clients have to leave some stay and work it out. And, um, and one of my clients who has stayed and she's working on her bit, and her partner is working on his bit, um, and they're working through the betrayals. Um, this is an example that she recently gave me where um, where she was showing her husband that he could have a new thought about something, and so uh, he had recently let an employee work from home because she had asked to do that, and then this morning texted and said, hey, can I work from home for the first half of the day? And he came to his wife, my client, and was saying like, oh, I've created this problem. Now she's going to think she can work from home all this time. And she asked to work from home this morning, but I need her at the office. And my client's like, well, it's okay that she asks for it. But if you need her there, just tell her no. Because so often we create all this drama in our mind, (laughs) imagining what the other person's going to say, imagining how they're going to respond. We can't control other humans, right? So the circumstance is work starts at 7.45 or whatever. And she asked to come in later. And he's like, no, she's like, okay, I'll be there at 7.45. But he had created all this mind drama about, well, I let her work at home before. So now what's she going to think when I say no? And it's just like, it's okay it's fine for people to ask. It's fine for people to push your boundaries. It's fine for those things to happen. You get to just hold your boundary and say, no, you do not get to do that. And so even though that's an example, like about work, I think it really ties in very nicely with boundaries and things like that, because we're going to set a boundary that says, if you stay out late, then I will not be cooking you dinner or I don't know, whatever the boundary is. (laughs) Yeah, And then they stay out late and they're like, oh, will you still cook me dinner? It's like, they're allowed to ask. That's fine. The fact that they asked, totally neutral. But your thought could be absolutely not. Like, nope, I I already told you, if you stay out late, I will not be cooking you dinner. And then you feel fine and you don't cook dinner and your result is that you hold your boundaries, right? Instead-
1: Can I give a silly example that goes along with boundary holding? So yesterday- (laughs) my son was having some behavioral problems. And so I like looked him in the eye and I said, if you do this behavior problem again, then you're going to have this consequence. And of course, like within an hour, he had done it again. And then I had to, now of course, boundaries with children is, a different animal than boundaries with adults right we've established that but it still fits and so immediately I um you know to be a consistent parent needed to hold that boundary and I also was like so mad like why are you making me hold this boundary I don't want to stay here while you're grounded in your room like um and and the thoughts the initial thoughts were like I'm I'm mean mom i'm over the top which it wasn't um like i'm telling myself this he's telling me this right because he's hoping i'm gonna bend and then i just changed that thought to i'm a consistent parent mm-hmm. he needs to learn this is a learning opportunity for him and immediately i was like hmm, like zen and i was like bye in your room you know not that i was a jerk but i was just like you know what this is a part of his learning and again with children it's different from adults it's far more complex because we're not enacting consequences on adults right we're just taking the actions that we need as adults but i think that it still stands to provide some of that peace that you get as you change the thought when your boundaries are being pushed
0: yeah and i love that new thought that you has just like i'm just a consistent parent like like that's all i am and i think so often um when when clients are having a hard time initially setting boundaries <clears throat> And they have all this mind drama about it, you know, they're like, but I love him so much. So like divorcing, totally not an option, right? And which is a thought legally, it's an option. It's totally available to everybody, right? But they're so attached to their thought that like, I would never divorce that they also don't open themselves up to the option of being a consistent partner and holding the boundary. Just like you said, I'm a consistent parent well, if mm-hmm. I'm a consistent partner, I'm going to hold my boundaries every single time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and when you just examine that for just a second, thinking back to like, okay, imagine that your, your husband, boyfriend, partner was doing all of these things. And it was like month two in your relationship, would you be putting up with it? Because right. often people are like, well, but we've been married for 16 years.
1: Right. Like, okay. They have all of mm-hmm. this.
0: That's a circumstance. Mm-hmm. Totally neutral. Whether you've been together for 16 days or 16 months or 16 years, it's actually neutral. It's so it's just- that
1: choice to make meaning out of 16 years as a barrier to um holding boundaries. And it's that thought and that belief and not necessarily reality.
0: Right. And, and I am not here preaching divorce in any means. I have lots of clients that I coach that stay together and that's I stay absolutely
1: together. <laughs> my choice. Right.
0: Um, right. Yeah. Um, but what I am saying, like, sometimes they have had the thought shift from, but I've been married for 16 years. I have to stay to, I have been abused for 16 years. Why would I continue another minute longer? And it's when you actually decide to look at the whole picture, look at all of their behaviors, decide the thoughts you want to have about it, decide Mm -hmm. if you want to continue. Basically, is the result you're getting a result you want to continue to have? Is the result of this 16 years and saying this 16 years is so important, I'm not going to leave. And feeling stuck and actions of spinning your wheels and staying stuck or whatever. That result of staying stuck, is that a result that you want to have forever? Or would you like to have a result of feeling truly loved, even if it's you loving yourself? What yeah. is that result you'd really want? And does that work with this old thought of I have to stay?
1: Well, and I can say as someone, I'll say this really quick, and then um I have one more question for you, and then we're going to go to the questions because we're getting sure. lots of great questions. Ooh, so okay. um I wanted to share that although you know my marriage has seemingly worked out so far right but the reason that we're doing so well and we have many years eight nine years of just bliss no not really but great great marriage connection safety and all of that after betrayal is not because I said I changed the thought to like I'm just not going to be boundaryed I'm okay with being betrayed I'm yeah. um you know, like I, I've I've been married for seven years so far, so I just have to like suck it up and and stay here. That's not what led to being happy and confident and connected and all of the things about staying. Right, the shift for me was this shift in in thought patterns of, you know, rather than prioritizing the thought well, we've been married x amount of years and they needed a fight for that to like I matter. My needs are important and the disrespect isn't, um, isn't okay, you know, and shifting those thoughts and then providing that um, confidence. And I mean, a host of other things is what led to the boundaries that led to, uh, not because of my boundaries. I didn't control my husband. I didn't make him become a safe, connected, um, willing person. I didn't cause that. But I was able to, with the right energy, um, because the energy shifts when you're like, Mm -hmm. I I actually, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And then he was really had to face the music because he recognized, oh crap, I can't keep doing this, right? This isn't gonna work anymore. And then he had to decide, and if he would have decided the other way, I can confidently tell you we would not be together anymore because I had gotten to that point, right? Where, my priority of my own self-worth was above the priority of the length of the relationship or if his feelings were getting hurt or what his parents would say about me or whatever thought that I may have been putting up above that self-worth thought right so so here's my last my last question before we go to the the comments and you know you know because we work closely together and I think and you do as well prioritize Um, victim sensitivity to those who've been victimized in betrayal violence and in betrayal and in narcissism violence. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we also know that there's such a spectrum of experience um, and hearing this content from one point on the journey of betrayal might be like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I need. And another point might be like, I know I would have made this leap really quickly. And it's a part of inner survivor, right? Is oh, so it's my fault that I'm feeling this way. And if I could change my thought to, it's not a big deal or it's not really betrayal, then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be feeling this way, right? So can you speak a little bit to that leap that I'm sure many of your clients try to make at the beginning and how what you're talking about isn't victim blaming and how it's actually empowering. Um, We're not telling people that you caused your circumstance, right? Uh, Or that it's okay. So yeah, just share a little bit about
0: that. Yeah. So it's like the best worst news. Right. <laughs> like, and, and I I I call our group, I, I think I've said it a few times, but like I call our group the best worst club, right? Like it is full of the best humans, like truly our group of humans. We are the best humans on the planet, most loving, kind, compassionate people, all brought together for the worst reasons. Mm, so, so we are true. the best worst club. And welcome to the best worst news right the best part is that you absolutely have control over your life and the worst part is you've always had control over your life you just didn't realize it but now i'm going to help you really understand how to hold on to that power so that you don't lose it again right whereas before we've had this false sense of power where we've asked our partner to stop doing something they did for a time you know, like maybe this has happened. This happens to a lot of people, but like you first find out about something and they promise, Oh, I'm never going to do that again. You can't find evidence of it for a while. And you start to feel like, okay, they've, they've stopped, right? Your, your thought is they've stopped. Everything is fine. We're all fine. And you feel empowered because they've stopped or you think you're empowered because Mm, they've like you're hinging
1: your empowerment on someone else's choice to either betray you or not.
0: Right. Because The circumstance is still the same. They betrayed you. But your new thought is they've stopped. Everything's fine. Mm. And so you feel everything's fine. And you're like, it's changed. I feel great. Like, you know, whatever feeling that is fine, empowered, change, you know, like whatever. And so you create this result, but you attribute it to them changing. To them doing something different. Instead of it's all about your thoughts. Because they could be doing that something different and somebody else could have a totally different thought about it and having a very different feeling. It's never about the actions that your partner's taking. And I know that that's hard to swallow sometimes because some of us are like, it totally is. Now, let me say this piece. Just because the circumstance is neutral does not mean you have to be okay with it. So the way this formula sort of works could suggest, well, then I should be able to choose a feeling. I should be able to choose happy all the time and just always be happy. And then I don't ever have to feel crappy and abandoned and whatever, like
1: all Mm -hmm. those. And you have that like toxic positivity, I think can definitely spin out of this model if gone unchecked, right? Yeah.
0: And I will say just because you could coach yourself into having a feeling of acceptance for whatever their behavior is, doesn't mean you want to. And in fact, there are many things that you don't want to feel happy about. There are many things where it's very useful to feel angry about it, Mm. where you wouldn't want to change your thought about it. It's creating a result that works for you. Anger is a movement emotion. We always see in the action line, forward movement. You can't stay stuck in one spot when you're angry. Like you just, you can't do it, right? And so sometimes those uncomfortable emotions, sometimes we call them positive or negative. I believe, and there's lots of evidence to suggest this, life is 50-50. Now, whether you like 50-50 or not, it doesn't really matter like, okay, 60-40, whatever you really feel like life is. Just stick with me for a second with 50-50. Life's 50-50. Half the time, we're going to be feeling these very comfortable emotions, like happy and joyful and wonderful and comfortable and all these things. And half the time, we're going to be feeling uncomfortable emotions. We're going to be sad. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to be hurt. That's okay, because we can travel between the two and we can go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth right? The, the uncomfortable emotion isn't necessarily a problem. And the comfortable emotion isn't necessarily the lack of a problem. Like this is just like, I want to feel all the emotions because then when I'm feeling these comfortable emotions, I feel it even more. Yeah. And when we learn to embrace this 50, 50, I promise it will not feel 50, 50. It will feel or like 70-30 or 80-20, because you're not experiencing those uncomfortable emotions for as long, because you know how to change them to get out of them. But that is not suggesting that you always must change your thought to be something positive. Like if it is another D-Day, you could come up with a thought that would make you feel happy about it.
1: Well, and there absolutely are examples of this. And I'm sure people in our community have met other um part people who from your perspective you're looking at them being like you're being actively betrayed and that person Mm -hmm. is like has constructed a story or a narrative that I should say a narrative that leads them to feel just fine about that right and so we see people do this all the time and it can be kind of crazy making like what do you mean you're okay with this Mm -hmm. this and this and and so I think uh, kind of what you're saying is that like maybe I'm going to use my word, my language, but it's the same concept yeah. is like, whatever's going on, whatever the circumstances, if it goes against my values, mm-hmm. my core values, and you may be unconscious about those core values right yeah. now, and you'll want to become conscious yeah. of them. So if my circumstance is going against my values, and it it is disturbing to me, I don't have to Do some sort of mental gymnastics to make it so that my values change, right? I don't have to change my integrity, change my values, change my inner wisdom around that thing. That's not actually the goal. Um, Nor is it like your fault that you got into this circumstance, right? Um, And like you said, you know, yes, you have power over your life, but the whole world, (laughs) the whole world, at least, especially in. Corporate America, if you're in corporate America, I guess we have people all over the world now in this group, but uh, the whole world really wants you to not be very aware of your ability to have power over your own life. And certainly your partner, who was deceiving and manipulating and gaslighting and lying and all the things to hide their deceptive behavior, they don't want you to be able to see that as well. So um, there is absolute victimization that occurs to get you into this betrayed situation. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize Okay, wait a minute. I actually can sink my feet into the ground, and I can ground myself, and I can start to influence or change my thoughts, um, and and influence my feelings, and take actions. Um, that's where your power can come from, and then and that's really Absolutely. good news. That's really yeah. good news. And being uh, open to and accepting of all the gamut of emotion will is more of the goal than, okay, I'm going to try to change all my thoughts to just be happy. Um, and I know I've seen you draw this before and you draw like a little like cancerous lump on the edge. Talk, yeah. talk to us about that. Yeah. And then we'll go to the questions.
0: Yeah. Okay. So good. So like, I love that. Okay. Here's here's our little cancer over here. <laughs> um, this is numbing. Okay. So often we're over here. So we can also kind of look at it as a continuum, right? Like, yes, it's a circle of 50-50, but like it's also a continuum from happy, comfortable emotions all the way over here to uncomfortable emotions. And then there's this like extra side that's numbing behaviors. And we're, we're over here in uncomfortable and we're like, I don't want to feel this way. And so we jump over here to a numbing behavior, could be eating, could be drinking, could be scrolling on a, on a social media, whatever your chosen numb behavior is, you go there. And you think that that's going to solve it because you're not feeling this anymore. But the problem is, is that you have to pass back through this uncomfortable emotion to get over here to this side. There's no like jumping all the way. And so you you have to feel this anyway. You have to be able to find, like, to, to go through your whole situation, right? You have to feel it. And then you come over here and you feel something else because there's a new thought introduced. And sometimes the new thought has nothing to do with the old circumstance and it like kind of distracts you about it, you know, and you're like, Oh, my mom's coming over. And I'm thinking about that and I'm doing all those things. And I'm having this great day with my mom. And then you go back to thinking that old thought that you haven't dealt with yet. It leads you here. You're like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. You numb again. This is all a net negative. This whole cancerous area over here, it's all a net negative. It's never adding anything. And so often people will be like, life isn't 50-50. Life sucks all the time. Like life is maybe 20 over here and 80 over here. Well, yeah, when you're sitting over here and numbing all the time and kind of going back and forth in here, definitely it feels more lopsided than 50-50. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you accept that, yep, this is, this is data. So one of the ways that we really help neutralize circumstances, we're like, ah, oh, interesting data they're giving you. Your husband or partner says words, Ooh, interesting data, right? <laughs> it's neutral. It's just information. Then you get to choose what to think about it instead of it being so charged that like they said something that has me feeling this way. Instead, it's like, oh, they gave me data and feeling neutral about it. Now I get to decide what I'm going to do about it. It helps keep you out of this like cancer area over here.
1: Yeah. Awesome. 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 Kendra, brilliant. Thank you so much. So I'm sure we have so many questions. I can see them rolling in. I'm going to see what I can pull up and we can start on that. But for those of you who are going to head out, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for contributing. Um, We are so grateful. And don't forget to join our free live conference where you can hear Kendra um, talking about healing after uh, narcissistic.